Okay, so tonight we're going to discuss two questions. I think I, I, I don't have to give titles here anymore, but in DRS I have to give titles when I give this year. And I ended up not giving this year there, but I gave a title for some reason. The title was um, Beer, Wine, and the Utensils That Hold Them. Okay, so what's that about? So I got two, uh, two questions. One question is as follows. Um, Dear Rabbi Leibowitz, may you be zochet to continue teaching... Oh, nice brachos. Here it is. My question is about visiting the Sam Adams Brewery in Boston. Along the tour offered, they give you a complimentary glass to taste different beers along the tour. One gets to keep this glass when the tour is over. Also, there's no set fee for the tour, just a suggested amount. So the question is, can one visit the brewery and drink from the glass without view on the glass? Additionally, is there an iser to drink the beer along with the, all the other non-Jews on the tour? One pays before the tour, so I assume it cannot be, again, the payment is a suggestion, uh, before the tour, so I assume it cannot be said he was not Kona the glass yet. Thanks, I'm looking forward to listening, okay, etc. All right, so now, um, that's Shiloh number one. Shiloh number two, I got a call from a rabbi in Los Angeles, and he said that he got a Shiloh from, I think, a recent Baltruva, perhaps, who has a number of kalim that they use, that, that he's pretty sure were used for stam yenam, you know, that they would drink uh, non-kosher wine out of. He called it non-kosher wine, but non-kosher wine, there's no non-kosher ingredients, non-kosher wine, it's stam yenam. And most of them, you know, were just uh, glasses that were used uh, once or uh, whatever, but he has one ceramic, ceramic uh, um, kiddush cup that held wine in it for more than 24 hours straight. And he's not sure whether it was kosher wine or not. He doesn't know. So as Shaila is, is he allowed to use that ceramic uh, vessel? Not, not sure whether it ever held non-kosher wine, but if it did hold non-kosher wine, it was, for, it was for more than 24 hours. Good? Clear? Those are the two questions. Start with the first one first. Yeah. So the first one has two parts to it, obviously. The part, the part number one is, um, is this a problem of drinking from a clea without tevilas kalim, you're not allowed to use a clea that you have purchased from a non-Jew without first being told the clea. And the other part of the shayla is uh, drinking together with non-Jews. What exactly is the issue? What exactly are the potential heterim for drinking together with non-Jews? So let's take the tevilas kalim one first. Halacha is very clear that uh, it's a Mishnah, Mesech, Sarvod, Zarah, obviously, in Shulchan Aruch as well, that when a person purchases kalim from a non-Jew, this is a halacha in Simen Kupchaf in Yerodea, Hakona Me'agoi Klei Su'uda Shal Mateichos O Shal Zuchuchis. If a person buys metal or glass kalim from a non-Jew, Afal Pishem Chadashim, even though they're brand new, they were never used for anything non-kosher, Sarech Lahat Bilam B'mikvah O Mayan Shal Arbaim Sa. Person has to dip them in a mikvah. So good, that there's no doubt about. So uh, the Shulchan Aruch does, uh, does not make an exception for kalim that were, uh, that were only used for the first time that you use a kli. Shulchan Aruch writes in Sif Ches, 
Eino Ta'in Tvila, if you just rent, borrow it or rent it from the guy, you don't need Tvila. Avil Misrael Kanu Me'agai, Vishilu Lechaveru Ta'in Tvila. Even if you're the one that just that, that bought it from the guy and you just loan it to somebody else, it requires Tvila. Shekavar Nishayiv Biyadarishon. The guy that bought it, it already became Chayiv when the guy, when a Jew buys it. Let's say a Jew buys a knife to cut uh, cloth, uh, to cut parchments, and he lends it to uh, his friend as a steak knife. So since the friend is only borrowing it, and it's not his, and the first guy who bought it, it's not a clay suda for him, so then it doesn't require tevila. But the first guy is not allowed to uh, to do anything without with it, even Darakharai without Tvila But the point is, why am I quoting this? That if you bought something and you want to use it as a clay suda, even Darakharai. And this is talking about something that you didn't primarily buy as clay suda. Certainly something that you bought as a clay suda, something that you plan on using for eating, for meals, for drinking, and you just uh, you know uh, want to be able to get away with a one-time uh, you know one-time usage at there that uh, you know, the first time don't you get a freebie on the first the first chance? So there is no such halacha. That is on the famous list of non-halachas. On the uh, you know gave I gave a series once in Adar Beis. Wasn't sure what to do to uh, celebrate Adar Beis, so I gave a series instead of ten minute halachas that month. It was ten minute non-halachas. So it was, you know, like where these uh, misconceptions potentially came from, why they're misconceptions, but mostly it's, you know, just misconceptions, like someone who has a tattoo is not allowed to be buried in a Jewish cemetery. That is not a halacha. You know, th- those kinds of, uh, of things. So this idea that, oh, if you buy a kli, if you didn't have a chance to be tovel it, don't worry, you can use it once, that is not a halacha. That is definitely not true. There is extensive literature in the postkin. If the kli cannot be used more than once, meaning if the kli is a type of kli that's so uh, flimsy that you would uh, you, you throw it out after one time, whether that requires tevila, or maybe even if it's not so flimsy, but it's a type of kli that's made to be used only once. So that is an extensive discussion in the postgame. A Snapple bottle, a, uh, an aluminum pan, right? Do those things require tevila? Yesh machmirim, yesh makilim. There's what to discuss in those kinds of those kinds of things. Things that are made to be used only once, but something that's made to be used more than once, like a I would assume a souvenir glass from a Sam Adams, um, what do they call brewery from the, the Sam Adams brewery. Something that's made to be used uh, plenty of times, and people who keep it in their house and keep it as a souvenir. That lechora. There is uh, there's no heter to say. Oh, I'm just using it once, so it's so it's okay. Um, so what what hetera might we have? Yeah. You say they're, they're not actually selling it to you till the end. If you if you pay for the tour, grab the glass and walk out, they'd be like, "What are you doing?" And you don't get the glass unless you come on the tour. Um, they wouldn't give you the glass unless you come on the tour. Okay. So you could say they're lending you the glass for the duration of the tour, and once you leave, that's when they're giving it to you as a present. Ah, I don't know about that. What? You only get to keep it at the end. I don't know. They give it to you at. The, oh, oh, you've been there. You, I went to Miller Brewery, and everything was at the end. Like you go through the whole museum. Oh, and then at the end they say, "Now take a taste." Yeah, that that there are different types of beer that they allow you to taste. 
it all tastes disgusting to me. If you take it and you walk out, they'll be like, what's this crazy guy doing walking out? So they clearly didn't sell it to you at the beginning. Right. Um, they're not selling it to you at all. They're giving it to you. Right. And that's a, but they're giving it to you with the understanding that you're taking the tour. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that they're not giving it to you until you finish the tour. It's just with the understanding that you're taking the tour. That's what I would think. Who owns the Ah, good. So the second possible hetter that may actually be a reasonable hetter over here is, or at least a tzad lakula, is that uh, the Sam Adams company uh, is who you're getting the cleave from. You're not getting the cleave from an individual guy, you're getting it from the Sam Adams Brewery. Sam Adams Brewery is part of a larger company, I think called Boston Brewery or something like that, that, um, that is a publicly traded company on the stock exchange. Uh, I think the New York Stock Exchange, I'm not sure, but it's a publicly traded, it's a publicly traded uh, company, it's a, it's a corporation. In Sefer Tvilas Kalim, page 64, in footnote Aleph with a star, and they, uh, he kept on adding in more footnotes, so they couldn't change all the numbering, so they just Aleph star. Uh, he quotes from Rav Moshe, that if Jews do not have a controlling interest in the company, even if they are shareholders, the kalim are considered to be made by Goyim. Meaning, what you look at is who controls the, the, the company. So if it's owned by enough, there are enough non-Jewish shareholders that the, uh, the major decisions are made by non-Jews, that's the, uh, that, that is a din of owned by a non-Jew. On the other hand, Rosh Hashanah Zalman Paskins, a corporation is considered not owned by a Jew, it's not considered owned by a non-Jew, it is considered an independent entity. It is owned by neither Jew nor non-Jew, meaning just like legally a corporation is considered a completely independent entity, so too, halachically, we consider it an independent entity. Um, whether the Kli purchased from a corporation requires tefillah depends on whether the obligation of tefillah is that you're bringing it into Jewish ownership or that you're bringing it out of non-Jewish ownership, right? If the mechaiv of tevila is that it used to belong to a guy and now it doesn't belong to a guy, so then maybe, according to Rosh Zalman's understanding, it would not require tevila. But if the mechaiv of tevila is that it never belonged to a Jew before and now it belongs to a Jew, then it would turn out that it is chayiv in, uh, in, in tevila. Um, L'chora, it's a davar pashat that it's taking it from non-Jewish ownership into Jewish ownership. That it's not just about bringing into Jewish ownership. The, the, the raya, I guess, would be if a Jew makes a kli from nothing, so then it doesn't require it to be the skillin, because it's, uh, it, he brought it into Jewish ownership, he brought it into being. So Lechora and Rav Shechter holds this way as well. He's, he he passes like Rosh Zalman, that something that's bought from a company uh, is an independent entity, it's not called that it's bought from a guy. Rabbi Willig does not agree, Rabbi Willig thinks it depends on the majority shareholders. There's, so it's three different opinions. Is it controlling, majority, or just it's a totally separate entity. So Willock thinks majority shareholders. So therefore, if the majority shareholders in Sam Adams are non-Jews, it's like you bought the cleave from a non-Jew. Uh, Rav Shechter thinks not that way. He thinks like Rav Shom Zalman, that it's considered that you bought it from a company. And therefore, any time you buy a cleave from a corporation, probably maker a din does not require a tevila. Rav Shechter would not say a bracha on a tevila of something like that. If you buy a set of... Uh, of uh, cutlery or something like that, and it's from an, and, and it's made by a big enough company that's a publicly traded company. He would say, "Do not recite a bracha on that tevila." I think the minigolim is not that way, 
But that's uh, that's what Shachta would certainly would certainly say. Yeah. Um, the corporation first bought it from a from a from a company that was completely held by a non-Jew. Would that make it a problem? I mean, Sam Adam doesn't make the glasses. Sam Adam buys the glasses from some factory in China that makes glasses. No, they commission them to be made. So that means it's made under their ownership. Okay. I would assume they commission them to be made. Because they probably, ha- the yeah, yeah. Um, so and it's not like the what? The logos might be screen printed on. Right, right. I, I, I don't know how these things work. Uh, but if if that was the case, it would be a problem. Uh, if a non-Jew if sells it, bought it from a non-Jew and sells it to a Jew. So if a non-Jew sells it to an entity, I mean, there's someone in between yeah. the non-Jew and the Jew. I'm not sure. That's a good question. Um, a third sniff lakula. Rav Shlomo Zalman in Mincha Shlomo Chebeis in the Samach Vav says, very simple, if you have a kli that you don't want to have to tovel, just never be kone. So if you never kone, you never have to tovel. So just consider it hefker, and then it won't be chayiv and tefillah. Just never have a mind to be kone. Once you're kone, being mafker is not enough because when you use it, it's very clear that you're not really being mafker. Meaning, if if it's it's much more difficult to take something that uh, is already yours and make it not yours than it is to just never have the das to be kona in the first place. Um, uh, it's, it's a little difficult. It's a little. What? Or at the end of the tour, but you're taking it home with you, right? So it's hard to say you're not being kind. Is that like the Snapple bottle? So some suggest to do something like that with the Snapple bottle. It's a hard cooler, because what do you mean? You're not really being conned? Come on. When you buy the Snapple, you're not, you're not buying the... I don't know. It seems like... If you're not being conned, that means someone just comes to take it from you. Right. They'll say, here, pour this out. Here's a cup. You're going to want to keep it, actually. Yeah, the Snapple bottle, there are other etavim that we rely, that many people uh, rely on with the Snapple bottle. That it's packaging, it's not really, you know, things like that. The same as a pickle jar. Why are you to buy a pickle jar without toveling a pickle jar? Um, it used to be the same mayonnaise jars. Now mayonnaise jars are plastic, but it used to be. Yeah. I mentioned this to my Chabrusa, and he said he was by the same Adam's factory. He said, if I knew this was going to be a problem, he wouldn't keep the class. He would just use it for the taste testing, and then... Like right. So, so can you do that? Meaning, uh, I, I asked uh, both Rav Sachs and Rav Salvechik about this issue. Did not get a chance to talk to Rav Shechter about it yet. Hopefully, I'm going to be with him tomorrow. But Rav Sachs thought that just having in mind not to be kona works. You need das to be kona. You have in mind you don't want to be kona, so that's it. And then you can take it home because you can be kona it afterwards. You have in mind not to be kona at the time. Rav Salvechik disagreed. Rav Salvechik said. No, it's, it, you're taking it, you're doing a Maisa Kenyan, they're giving it to you, I'll das to be makna to you. The fact that you're thinking, I don't want to be kona, that's Dvarim Shabalev. Dvarim Shabalev, Enam Dvarim. He says, you have to say something to indicate that you don't want to be kona. Like, oh, is it okay if I leave this here and you know, not take it home with me? Then you can take it home with you afterwards. <laughs> but, you know, but to say something to express that das, so that they understand that you're not, that you're not being kona. So then it's not just Dvarim Shabalev. That's what uh, Rav Salvechik thought. So that's as far as the issue of Tzvila's Kedem. So long story short, uh, according to Rav Sachs and 
I would imagine many others, just having, and Rosh Zalman, it sounds like, just having in mind not to be Kona is good enough. Rav Salvechuk thought you should do more than that. It's almost like when Chametz is delivered on Pesach, where the Shulchan Aruch we spoke about, Shulchan Aruch said you have to like do something to make it clear that you're not being Kona. So say something to make it clear, I'm not trying to be Kona. Okay, that's in terms of the Tefillah's Kelim issue. What about the other issue? What about the issue of drinking together with non-Jews? Is that an issue? Is that uh, something that one has to avoid? Shulchanach Paskins in Simon Kuf Yud Dalit, Seif Aleph, Kol Sheichar Shalgoyim. So it's pretty much on point over here, you know. You have beer of Goyim. Echad Sheichar Shal Tamar, Moshal Tain, Moshal Sar, Moshal Tamua. I don't care how they made the beer. Also, meaning whichever, whichever uh, you know, uh, um, you know, flavor of Sam Adams you're uh, you're tasting, whichever it doesn't matter how they made it. Asur Mishum Chasnus. You're not allowed to have it. It's a violation of chasnus if it's in the place where they sell it. You bring it home and you drink it there, then that's perfectly fine. So that's what Shulchan Aruch says. You're going to go and you're going to drink bekviyus because we're going for drinks. That's aser. But if yeah, you just you know you happen to be in the guy's house and he offers you something to drink, but you're not really there to drink, that's mutter. Um, okay, etc. Um, now. This is based on a Gemara Naval Dazar, Daflam and Alfam Bez. They are not allowed to drink beer of non Jews. This is not found anywhere in Tanaim. This is, uh, this is found purely in uh, the Amorayim. Maybe the Rabbanon Savurai. Tosus points out that we should be very careful not to drink beer in non Jews' houses because the Gemara tells a story of. Uh, to later Amoraim who refused to do it. Ravachai was one of them, although every time Ravachai is quoted in the Gemara, there's always a discussion, who is Ravachai? Was he really an Amora, or was he perhaps a Gaon, Ravachai Gaon, uh, you know, from, from the later generations? But either way, it's uh, worthy of, uh, of, of avoiding it. Now, uh, Tosas then gives a bunch of exceptions. He says, let's say a person is renting a room or a space in the house of a non-Jew, so he would be allowed to send someone to buy beer and drink it with the non-Jew because rented space is a Jew's house. If the non-Jew is renting a room by a Jew, and the Jew would be allowed to give the non-Jew some beer and they could uh, drink it together. Why? Because the Isser is only in a way that promotes chasnos. These kinds of things are not considered to promote chasnos. So this is what the Shulchan Aruch seems to paskin. Now, um, the, if, if this is the case, you know, there's a, there's a whole discussion about what about other drinks, you know, what about alcohol, but even leaving out other drinks for a moment. Uh, you work for a uh, firm and uh, it's things that, and you just closed a big deal. And they say, oh, our whole group is going out for drinks. Can you go with them when they're going out for drinks? So strictly speaking, Shulchan Aruch says, no. Right? They're going for drinks. That's what it means, koveya for shtia. They're going to a bar. So a bar is a place where they go for drinks, where they drink. So you cannot go and drink with them. What if you're just going to have spring water? You're just going to have, you know, soda. Are you allowed to then go? They're going to be drinking. You're not drinking with them. So that may be yes, because these series. He's still describing it as going for drinks. 
Right. Okay. What's right? So it seems the way the Shulchan Aruch says "Kol Sheicher Shel Goyim" sounds like the beer is usher. I mean, the beer is usher when you're kovei yourself to have beer together with them. But it's not that you're not allowed to be with them. If you're going to be with them, you cannot be a regular member of the party, so you stay out of it by not drinking. The, the real question is that comes up, um, you know, there are two elements to the salacha, this is a good way to say it. There are two elements to the salacha. There's the element of the beer, the drink, and there's the element of the camaraderie that you have when you drink. So in, in, in this particular shayla, with the Sam Adams factory, the issue is the camaraderie, meaning the beer, there's, it's a non-starter. It's beer, right? So the, and that's where the halacha was made. So there's no, there's no you know, room to, to discuss. The more common shayla, can you go to a Starbucks for drinks? It's a place, Yuchad, for drinking. Yeah, they have some food, but I, don't know, I can't imagine any of that food is too good. The, the drinks is what it's all about. Is coffee considered a drink? Ah, so the question is, what kind, of, what kind of drinks are, are included? The Yadafrayim in Kuf Yudalid. On the, uh, the bottom of the Shulchan Aruch says the Yadafrayim. Ayin Shilis, the Ayvitz Chel, Beisim, Kuf Mem Beis, Bin Yishtias, Kavi. I think it means Kavi. Bebeis Hagoy, Derech Harai, Ein Lesser Mishum Bishulay Goyim. It's not Bishulakum if a guy makes you coffee. Avalishto's Kafe Vishakleda, Bekeva, Bebeis Hagoy, Vadayasr. Vadayasu says the Beis Ephraim. Now, the Prichadash says, no, Vaday Mutter. He says, uh, it's the it's, 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 same reason, not Bishlakum. It's not uh, something that's part of a meal, really. It's a separate drink. Coffee is not beer. Beer is a, a, a drink you have as part of a Suuda. So they're more concerned about Chasnos. You don't have coffee as part of a Suuda. You have coffee when you wake up in the morning. You have coffee after a Suuda, something like that. But it's not. Pischei uh, Tshuva quotes from Tshuva's Panami Eros. It disagrees with Prichadish. says that beer back then wouldn't really lead uh, to much Chasnos either. The reason beer was Asur was because of Bishalakum, but we see that uh, coffee is uh, also and could lead to chasnos, and he thinks it should even be a Bishalakum problem. Okay, we Paskin coffee is not a Bishalakum problem because we Paskin that coffee is just flavored water. So, as far as Bishalakum, we're not concerned about, uh, about coffee. But what about this issue of drinking? So, Chachmas Adam and Klal Samachvav has very, very major things to say about people who drink coffee with non Jews, and he says, uh, it may technically be mutter, don't do it. And he says, anyone who has a reyach Torah should avoid it. What does that mean when they say anyone who has a reyach Torah should avoid something? So there are two ways to read that. You know where else that comes up? Shach, Shach writes that, that same exact expression when he talks about how long to wait between eating fleshigs and eating, eating milchigs. Meikra did, what do we pass him if you're an Ashkenaz? If you're a Sephardi Jew, what do you pass him between eating fleshigs and eating milchigs? How long do you have to wait? Six hours. If you're an Ashkenazi Jew, Meikra did, what is Ramah Paskin? One hour. Ramah Paskin's Meikra did one hour. Says the Shach, yeah, but anyone who has a Reach Torah, Reach Torah, will be, will be Machmir to wait six hours. So what does he mean by that? Does that mean, it depends how, how you say it. Anyone who has even a reyach of Torah, or do you say anyone who's infused with the reyach of Torah? You know, so is, it, is he saying like holy tzaddikim? 
holy tzaddikim should wait six hours, or is he saying that anyone who has even a schmeck of Torah in him should, should wait uh, six hours? I think most assume the second way, that anyone who has even a schmeck of Torah should wait, uh, should wait six hours. Unless you're a yaki, then uh, you wait three hours, but that, for whatever reason. What about a business meeting and there's coffee being served? Ah, uh, so one second. So, so this is this is the Chachmas Adam. The question is, do we paskin like this? Um, so the question is, do we paskin like this? Rav Rav uh, Shechter uh, is very machmir about this. He thinks that going to a Starbucks, forget about with a guy, going to Starbucks with your wife, with your on a date, going to Starbucks is is awesome because it's a it's it's like going to a bar. It's a place where Goyim go to drink, and it's a place of camaraderie. You go to a sports bar. Uh, I don't know. In the, I, I've never really been, but I, well, I, the, the, I, I assume I, a Goyim sports bar. I, I assume that there, yeah, I've been to that place in Tinek. And, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but you go to, to a non-Jewish place, you know, people high-fiving straight. If there's a big playoff game on, you know, like if the Rangers would have been playing Game Seven, if they wouldn't stink, you know, they'd be high fiving, you know, whatever. What? Strangers, yeah. Yeah, yeah high fiving strangers, whatever would be. So lechora, that's it's a social atmosphere. So if Shach said a coffee house is the same thing. If you go to a Starbucks, same thing. So I don't know if he's not familiar with the mitzvahs of a Starbucks, but I don't think that really happens so much in a Starbucks. There's not much. Sometimes they'll like there will be like you know it depends on the neighborhood. In certain neighborhoods, they'll have like um, you know book readings or, uh, you know, things like, you know, where, that are like these actual communal events. Starbucks in Starbucks and random coffee shops more. Yeah, okay. But like in that kind of place. So if it's that kind of place, I know there was this place in Chicago that I went to, uh, a kosher place, an excellent, excellent restaurant before a Cubs game when I was there with my kids. What? Ken's No, not Ken's. I went to Ken's also. But there was one, like, walking distance from, from Wrigley Field. Oh, wow. no. Yeah, so they they said that that place is awesome. So they 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 said that they had that they had like I, I was reading some of the literature about the place online. I just wanted to know what I was taking my kids to, and and it said like they have like all these like authors come and like there's all these artists. Like it sounds like they do like community type things. So if you have a non-Jewish version of that right happening at a coffee house, lechora, that would be. Uh, an issue. Um, Rav Shachter thinks it's an issue anyway, but again, I'm not sure if he's just not familiar with, with the way that it works. Even if people are friendly, it doesn't mean that it's a place of socializing. Like, you'd find it weird if you went with, uh, with you know, on a date, and, and all of a sudden, three more people sat down next to you and said, hey guys, what's up? You know, and like, started, she was like, at a, at, at a bar, that's where people go to pick up women, right? That's, right? that's, that's what people go to. So... <laughs> I'm not making any assumptions, but that, 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 that's not what a Starbucks is. I don't, I don't How think. How did you do any other date then? Like, where would you take them? Like, to... <laughs> if you can't go to, did people date before Starbucks? <laughs> so, I don't know. By the way, controlling, control, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, who, who owns Starbucks? You know, going back to the Tzvila Scalum, it's a publicly traded company, right? But who, who, who makes the decisions at Starbucks? A Jewish guy, the CEO, who met from Nassim Tzvi and wrote that nice article on H.com, right? <laughs> so that, that's the guy that, that really makes the decisions in Starbucks. So maybe... Uh, Would the glass kalim at Starbucks be... Yeah, Well, they're, they're, you're not buying them. They're, they're well, owned you by... You buy them. They have in the store to buy. So uh, Willard would say... Oh, yeah? Say that. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> Vitaly and Emma Chlokas, yeah. Um, Is it everyone? Yeah, I'll say that if you... 
Oh, if you're not drinking there, it's fine. To take it to go, that's perfectly fine. To pick up, because that's been fair, Shul So there are a lot of reasons to be makele in the Starbucks. First of all, it's not beer, and there are some people who say if it's not beer, it's not a problem. Second of all, it's not really a social environment. Again, Mori Varabi is machmir uh, about this. Um, when I was in uh, Dallas, Texas, um, I got together with an old rabbinic uh, friend of mine, a colleague in Dallas, and there's not really that many places. Like, it was a late Matzai Shabbos. There wasn't really that many kosher places to go, and we didn't really want to eat or spend much money, so we went to a Starbucks. There was no one else there, really. <laughs> like, I, didn't, I didn't find it to be a very social environment at all. You know, it was a good place to schmooze quietly because no one else was bothering us. So, uh, I don't know. Um, my my uh, Talmud Ari Lipsky told me once that he asked Rav Mordechai Willig about this. What, what Rav Willig thought, Rav Willig just went on a long rant about how coffee is addictive and people are in love with their coffees and it's terrible with all this caffeine and they should. So uh, I don't think he got a straight answer at the end of the day out of Rav Willig about what to do. Um, okay, that's so so so. Oh, so I asked Rav Sachs what he thought about that issue. So where if Sachs did not have a problem with the Tzvilas Kalim issue, he thought this was an issue on the Sam Adams tour. That it's a bunch of people taking the tour together, drinking a beer together, you're having a beer with a bunch of chevra. He thought that was a, uh, that was a problem. I asked for Salvechik, he thought that was not a problem at all. He thought the Tzvilas Kalim issue was an issue. He thought this is not a problem. You're not getting together with them and having a beer socially. You're doing a beer tasting because you're going... But that's not, it's not at all a social experience. It's whoever happens to be with you on the tour, but that's not a social experience. I can hear it both ways. If you have ever done tours, I've never done a tour of a beer company, but I did a tour of a potato chip factory and of many, many, many sports stadiums more than I want to admit because that's what I do with my kids. So you're, you end up in a group with a whole bunch of other people and so depending on, you know, on how big the group is, sometimes, you know, there's like uh, you know, Chavra socializes a little bit. So, uh, so I'm not sure. I'm not really sure. I, I could hear it both ways in terms of uh, in terms of that. What was your experience right. by Miller? So Miller is different. First of all, they let you do it. How old were you at the time? So, so I was under 21, so I had lemonade. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and Miller is like separate tables. Like I just sat with my family. Oh, okay. And, and I heard in Sam Adams, it's like a bar. Like a legit, like, oh, mom is like sitting yeah. at a bar. I, I did a scotch tour, and, and they gave out. They gave out. <laughs> what kind of place is this? <laughs> where, where do we get these tall <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Okay, yeah, sorry. <laughs> did I say that out loud? Also, the family. Okay, so made dependent. And they give you a glass of taste. But then they take it back and say, Is there anyone here that has not taken an alcohol related tour? <laughs> so, in Budweiser, they give you a glass. Gla- they, they, at the end of the tour, they have like a tasting room. Yeah. They give you a glass, and then they, they say, If you want to keep a glass, go to the gift shop and buy a glass. I see, okay. So you have to buy it, so they don't <laughs> give it to you for free. Not as nice. Okay. Um, so, at the end of the day, can you take the Sam Adams tour? So, if you combine Rav Sachs and Rav Salvechik in the proper way, <laughs> you can have, it could be really good or really bad. <laughs> Um, meaning there's, there's, there's certainly what to, uh, what to discuss. Um, probably, I, I like that, I, I hear that, that if you're sitting and drinking at a bar with other people, I can't, I, I, I would say, uh, very uneasy with, uh, with that idea. But, uh, you go on the same tour and bring a solar cup with you. 
Yeah. And when the guy offers you the taste, you use that cup instead. Well, it's a tefillah's kelim issue, but in terms of the uh, drinking with, as far as the uh, the stamienum kept in um, in porcelain. So first of all, what is porcelain? You know, is it glass? Is it cheres? Uh, so it's really largely irrelevant over here, whether it's glass or cheres. We paskin that glass has it. Ashkenazim at least paskin glass has din cheres anyway. Um, at least we're machmed that way even though different Rishonim hold uh, hold differently. Uh, yeah, I think it has a din of uh, not not porcelain. What did I say? It wasn't porcelain. Porcelain is cheres. What, what did I say it was? Ceramic, right? So, so ceramic, I think, is more glass-like, right? Is that correct? They take clay and they turn it into glass. They turn it into glass. Yeah. I mean, it looks like glass, yeah. right? Um, so the halacha is in. Uh, I mean, you don't have to go that far. Kids are shulchanach, right? Kelim shel stam yenam. If you have kelim of stam yenam, imheim kelim sheina derek laksik bem yainel zman katzer. Drinking glasses, things like that. You only keep wine in them for a short time. If the wine was not in them for 24 hours, then, he says, Rinse them three times with water and they're fine. But, he says, If you're going to keep wine in there for a long time, It's meant to hold wine for three days. So it's interesting. He draws a case where less than 24 hours and more than three days. What about in between? I don't Even if the guy did not have it in there for three days, you need hechsher al yidei iroi. What does it mean, hechsher al yidei iroi? Tahainu, memalin esakli mayim al kol gidosav. You fill it totally to the top with water and leave it that way for 24 hours. Pour it out, do that again. Pour it out, do that again. Three times where you fill it, let it sit for 24 hours, and empty it out. Um, it doesn't have to be, tw- the, all three times don't have to be consecutive, but that's what we do. Then the Kitz Shulchanach writes, Kle Zuchuchis, Kevin Shehem Chalakim V'Kashim, since they are smooth and hard. Afal Pishem Achnisim and Yayin Lekim, Sagilu Badacha Shalosh Pam. All you need to do is rinse it out three times. So I think this has a din of Kle Zuchuchis plus L'chori, you don't need any of this. Because this, the case was not that it was Stam Yenim. The case was the guy was genuinely, un, genuinely unsure whether it was Stam Yenim. He was Mamish Masupak, whether it was Stam Yenim. So that's a Suffolk Drabanan, Suffolk Drabanan Makula, Lechora, and it should, not require, uh, it should not require anything. So uh, to be Machmir, Hadachal Gimel Pamim, as a Chumrah, but probably not even necessary. Probably, uh, probably you, can, uh, you can get away without even doing that. If you want to be super machmir, I guess you could do the, uh, the, the three times meslees. But l'chara, that, is a, uh, that is a significant chumrah to require something like that. Okay, we'll stop here. Everyone have a wonderful Shabbos. I don't know what the story is with Shurim going forward. Do we, it's next week's reading week or his study week, whatever you call it? Uh, no, next Thursday is normal class. This year, this year.